This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery. Bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name is Chris Filler. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Maddie Robson, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. For a little bit, you know, because you were here first, so you should get a special little segment at the start, really, where we have a little preamble. And uh, I mean, like I said, Will's computer's just crashed, so he's just joined us in the waiting room now. So it's going to be me, you, and Will's, and obviously I'll introduce the episode a little bit later on. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, because uh, Will's is late, he's not going to know what we're going to talk about again for like the next, the, the second episode <laughs> in a row. Um, but I'm going to tell you and the audience what we're going to be talking about on today's episode before uh, Will comes in. We're just going to let him have a couple of extra seconds to get settled and set up and make sure his computer's working all good. This is going to be a bit of a midsummer report, mate. I thought that would be fun. Uh, I know there hasn't been loads of news and we've covered a little bit of the, the transfers and stuff before, but we haven't had a chance to talk about Thomas Hoyley. So I've done a little bit of a deep dive. I said deep dive. I've got his Wikipedia page up. Uh, so that'll be fun. <laughs> um, I've, looked at, I've looked at a few highlight videos as well. So that'll be fun. Uh, obviously, then we'll go on to talk about the cup fixtures, things like that. Uh, transfer rumours will follow that quite swiftly, followed by a little bit of the ins and outs that have been happening up and down League Two, what teams have been busy in terms of recruitment and makes our recruitment maybe look a little bit shallow so far. Um, and then just a bit of crack, bro, really. And uh, should we get Wills in? We'll get Wills in. Yeah, get him in. Yeah, get him in. Get him in. We'll get him all set up. Here he comes. <clears throat> I'll let him know he's being recorded straight up. Is he got his mic on? You all right, Wills? You're being recorded, mate, just so you know. I don't know if you get warned that when you come into the room. Oh, yeah, yes, I get the warning. Awesome, no worries. Uh, well, lads, I'll let you both know as well before I properly introduce the episode. Zoom Premium has been purchased and there'll be no interruptions <laughs> during this recording, so we won't have to do uh, a fake part one and a fake part two, so that's fun. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to include this little bit in the recording. I haven't been paid by the old fire station for those adverts yet, uh, so I'll have to chase those up. Um, obviously, and make sure that's the uh, the reason we've got Spotify, Spotify Premium. That's the reason we've got Zoom Premium. Yeah. But lads, since you're both here in the room, should I get on with it and uh, introduce the episode, introduce everything? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 sure. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. We've got traditions, haven't we? Like show. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah, we'll talk about that, man. Oh, 
Gamers, how's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, of course, episode 73. Apologies, I put my hands up. Apologies to the listeners. The eagle-eared of you would have noticed that I called last week's episode the wrong number. We're officially numbering this episode the right number. This is actually episode 73 i screwed up a little bit i had a pre-recorded interview it messed my my, my timeline up i do apologize uh, received a couple of messages telling me i was wrong in the recording but right on the posting of the episode so this is episode 73 in brackets the mid-season report um and i am joined by two gentlemen that i like to call the cumbrian brain trust i'm of course talking about liam denwood and will Welcome back, boys. How are you doing? It's been a little while. Hello, yeah. Um, you know, you've been busy interviewing former players. Well, a former player. <laughs> That's it. I twice, yeah, the same player twice. But there's another one coming. There's another one coming. It's a part two. Um, obviously, I've learnt my lesson not to let names out the hat until I've got recordings in the bag. So hopefully that'll be happening next week and everyone will get another part two to an interview that I did um earlier this season but welcome back boys it's been a little bit of time we've all had a couple of weeks but not a lot really as uh has gone on at Brunton Park it all seems it's been queuing up to this week you know there's the kit launch this week there's the Cabro Cup fixture list there's there's things coming out this week apparently there's going to be a sign-in announced tomorrow I've just saw that go up on the rumour mill pages and we'll touch on rumours lads we will touch on rumours but first before we properly dive into the episode, we've got some traditions around here on the Blue Army podcast, and that can only mean at this stage of the show, one thing and one thing only. It's time for the Blue Army podcast show. the week. Here we go, boys. I've picked this one out. I was so happy with this. I hope you like it. Why the bees? Have sticky hairs. Liam, do you want to ask him the question? Why do bees have sticky hairs? I could, I don't know this one. <laughs> yeah, normally I humour him by asking him it back. The reason bees have sticky hairs is because they use honeycombs. So enough. It's so enough. <laughs> I think we have to kind of like have extremes. Like sometimes they'll tell a funny one and you have to laugh. But like when they're like naff, you just kind of like oh, tumbleweed, just tumbleweed. Uh, yeah, sometimes it deserves a tumbleweed. But to be fair, I feel like I was recovering from how bad the joke was before that joke that I read. It was really poor joke. It was something along the lines of um uh, um, how do you know for sure carrots <laughs> give you again. good eyesight? <laughs> You're doing it again. I can't believe I'm doing it, it again. again. <laughs> I'll do a worse joke and then you guys, we need the content this week, guys. There's not been a lot of news, okay? <laughs> right, why do... <laughs> I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Why do... Um, uh, how do you know that, that carrots give you good eyesight? Um... Well, I've forgotten, so you'll have to tell me again. (laughs) (laughs) Because rabbits don't wear glasses. See? See? Compared to that joke. Compared to that joke. Compared to that joke. 
chopping the house down. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. Thank you, thank you so much for humoring me, lads. But we will move on. We'll talk about the new signings. I feel like if I'm right, oh, lads, we think of jokes. <laughs> oh god I mean a player that we've been really heavily linked with actually do you know what we'll just start with that a little bit of a rumour mill that we've been linked with a couple of players a player that we've been linked with recently now you've mentioned Oldham there Wills and um, it's a lad called Kyle Jameson um, it's been in, in the papers recently we've been linked with this lad there seems to be a lot of buzz about him because he was at Chelsea I'll point out it was only for six months and then he was at yeah. West Brom and then he's been loaned about the parish quite a lot he's been released by Oldham we all know what Oldham did last year why are we so keen on this lad why, why are the papers getting involved mate I mean like, Liam why do you think mate why do you think everyone's so keen on this guy I think it's just one that Paul Simpson thinks he can turn around. He, you know, I, I've seen it. I think he's still only a young lad. I think he's 22, 23, somewhere around that that age. And if you if you if you listed the top ten problems at Oldham, he wouldn't even make the top fifty. You know, he, he's definitely not the problem at Oldham. You know, but so uh, Paul Simpson obviously sees something in him, and I think he's one that instead of them releasing him, he turned down a new contract. Am I right in saying that? So. They might have still wanted him anyways, so it's Paul Simpson just thinking, or maybe Greg Abbott, that it, one of his signings, but he's just thinking that there is something in him that we can get out of him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you see released by Oldham, or, you know, your initial assumption is, well, so he's not good enough for the team that got relegated. But just looking through the list of other players that they released, um, players like Carl Piagiani, um He's, Chris, he's gone. He's gone, in my opinion. Like that, it's not somebody I'd be interested in, though. I'm not necessarily saying that we're looking. Do you know he's only 29, Pagiani? I think we actually come know, up with it. Yeah. Um, that's but, a surprise. That's a surprise. Yeah. Uh, Davis Ke- uh, Davis Keeler done as well. You know, these aren't Oldham's worst players, but probably players that they don't feel that they can make uh, an offer to keep. You know, as a as a non-league club, they're tightening their belts, and maybe they already don't know. Look, we can't make you an offer that. You know, we're gonna we're gonna take the kids and offer them a little bit and stuff. And yeah, it looks like they're maybe like shifting their priorities, their priorities over there, Oldham. So, and it's also the case of a lot of the teams that were finishing sort of in the lower half uh, under Carlisle. Um, <laughs> when you do see certain teams like when a player's been released and Carlisle gets linked with them, like this Oldham transfer, this is why I was asking you both lads, you see Oldham, you see a person getting released by Oldham, you're thinking like, why are we, if we're going to be going for playoffs next season, why are we looking at Oldham scraps? But you're quite right to point out that a lot of these lads aren't being released because they uh, are being forced to be released. A lot of these lads are, are being released because they don't want to sign new contracts or there's no sort of appetite to carry on playing for that team. Um, they've had enough of it. And you could understand why a player at Oldham would perhaps add enough of being at Oldham and therefore just want to move on. And you can't imagine there being too many appetising deals on the table for them. Um, so, I mean, that, that, it, it is an interesting one. Um, Liam, what you said about Paul Simpson, maybe being able to turn him around. I mean, if anyone can do it, it's Paul Simpson. I don't know what there is to turn around though mate to be completely honest I haven't seen a lot of what he's got to offer um, so it'd be interesting to see if it's something that materialises and um, we've been linked with a couple of loan moves as well and then me and you Liam we've had discussions
questions about uh, loans before we debate a little bit. Um, you're not a fan of the loan market. Uh, you'd prefer to bring through youth. I do as well, to be honest, but it is you know, sometimes when you're at our level, I feel like you need to maybe bring some people in on loan. And one of the people I want to bring up is somebody you brought up in the transfer episode that the three of us did a couple of weeks ago. It's Jack Diamond. And we have been quite heavily linked with bringing in Jack Diamond on loan. Now, I don't know if you've had a chance to do any kind of research on Jack Diamond at all. But, I mean, obviously, he sparked your interest. Why, why, what does he offer? Do you know what I mean? Just tell people that I've never heard of him before. Where does he play on the pitch? Like, what could he offer Carlisle United? Well, he's been on loan at Harrogate. He, he, um, he's one of them players that is like, you can play him winger or attacking midfielder. He's one of them ones that's like an advanced playmaker, that sort of player. Um, he's still young and he's one of the ones that I think, do you remember when Amari Patrick was rumoured to be coming back on loan and then we signed him on a permanent yeah. That's what I'm hoping this turns out to be because I and it would make sense as well because he's coming up 23. Doesn't look like he's going to make it at Sunderland where he's at now. I don't see any point in Sunderland keeping him. And if we offer him any sort of money, maybe they think they can get better for him in the future. But I think we should be looking to bring him in on, you know, on a permanent or like a two year deal sort of thing because he's he's got talent. He's shown that at Harrogate. Um, but at the same time, he's not one of our priority positions. You see, I think the positions we need to be strengthening coming the summer is that out-and-out striker and goalkeeper, which we've already kind of done. But that sort of winger, advanced playmaker, we've got plenty of them. We've got Brennan Dickinson, not the greatest example, but, you know, he, out of <laughs> midfielders. <laughs> yeah, like Jordan Gibson, upgrade, example, maybe. that kind of player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I feel like Gibson's probably a really good player that could probably flourish under a bit more Simpson, uh, their pre-season under Simo. It'd be interesting to see where he gets played next season, if he's going to be central, if he's going to be a wing player. Um, and you've been talking there about a striker. Will, um, we've been linked with a striker mm. on loan. His name's Ryan yeah. Edmondson. He's from Leeds. He's 21 years of age. He's gone to uh, a number of teams on loan. He's six foot two. Um so you'd assume being a tall lad, you're a bit of a target man striker. Last season at Port Vale, 19 appearances, only three goals. Um, what, what do you think of this move, mate? Do you feel like this, this, this is something we should be looking at? What do you feel about loans in general, mate? We've not really heard your opinion on loans at Carl. Um, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's the way the game's going in the, um, you know, teams at our level, they, tend to sign players for one or two years. So having a player on a season-long loan, in a way, you know, you can have a player on a season-long loan and them spend the same length of time as the club as a, at the club as a good number of your contracted players. Well, so yeah. just seems to kind of like... It just seems to be kind of like the thing now where just kind of coming to accept loanies as just being part of the club. Um uh, the kind of players that you want us to look at on loan, though, um, you know, you want you, you're kind of like I quite, I quite like Jack Diamond as an example, even though, as Liam says, he's not really a uh, priority position, but he's, he's a player that has some experience. It's not just getting someone out of somebody's, you know, somebody's youth team where they're like, this guy needs some first team football. 
you know, it's a player that that you know that a bigger club still feel that they that, that can can do something for them in the future, so they're not like releasing, but but you know, but 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 he's already an asset. I feel like uh, the, the loan market, especially the way that Simo used to use it back in the day, and the way I expect him to use it probably going forward, is that it, it, it's it's patching over cracks in recruitment that you may have uh, made mistakes on, or maybe early season injuries. Like they can, and you can really bring a player through uh, that can make a really big impact on your team as long as you've got the right places that you're sort of like making your moves from. And obviously, <laughs> when you make your loan moves late. Um, yeah. You're really sort of pushing players into, right, do you want to play under 23s football or do you want to come and play first team football because you haven't been offered a loan move yet and you've only got a week left. Um, now, we've seen it happen a number of times in the early season where somebody goes down in the first week or in pre-season um, just before the season kicks off and they're gone for three months and loans are just, it, it, it's something that you kind of have to do sometimes yeah. and you only really bring somebody in for the period of that injury sometimes. Yeah. So like if you've got a two month injury, you bring in somebody on a three month loan so you can introduce them back into the first team, let them compete for a little bit and sometimes you'll, you know, you'll push on. So it could be really useful for a team like Carlisle United who have a shoestring budget Obviously, Simo, we've all been told, has been given the biggest budget in years uh, for any Carlisle United manager, but I still can't imagine that being astronomical amounts of money. So uh, I'd imagine he is going to be quite shrewd in the transfer market, and I feel like he's going to wait for his opportunities before he makes loan signings. I don't feel like he's going to make any loan signings while he's got good opportunities to be focusing on actual permanent signings and transfers, he's going to try and make his team out of permanent signings and transfers. And then if somebody goes down via an injury or if somebody's not doing very well, if we look weak in a position, say if like, for example, Joel Senior doesn't work out um, and he doesn't seem to be hitting the ground at a league level straight away and we need to recruit in that position, then, you know, we, we, we can do that. Um, and I feel like, you know, Simo's got really good, outlets for that kind of thing yeah. you know he's got a really good history to be able to hey can we have that lad for two months and it's not a problem you know it's Simo and you know you know he's going to get first team football because I don't have another right back right now you know um, so yeah I mean that's my two cents on the loan market but somebody we've been linked with uh, quite heavily and uh, Liam it's somebody that you've mentioned to me so I'm going to let you take the lead on this one man it's a guy called Sonny Hilton um, I haven't really done any research on him I want you to fill us in uh, on everything you know about him Sonny Hilton, um, coming from newly promoted Fulham, he hasn't had a loan spell before at like a league club, but he's one that look. I don't usually, I don't usually like loan transfers, but he is one that I'm getting excited about. And to be completely honest with you, it's because about six months ago I had him on a FIFA career mode and it was absolutely class. But, <laughs> but it does affect. But he hasn't played. Football manager FIFA. It does, it does affect the way yeah. you look at a player. It does. He doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. No, well, that's exa- exactly exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but he's played. He's played a lot. He's played a lot, and he's done really well in yeah. Fulham's youth um, Premier League two. It's called something like that. And he's got you know he's one of their top goal scorers from midfield. He can play on the wing as well. Still only really young. But it's again, it, it's if Simo's wanting to do this long term project, you can't be basing your squad around one year loan players. And from what I understand, I I don't like looking at like. EFL rumours and stuff like that on Twitter, yeah. Twitter accounts like that. But Sonny Hilton seems to be, from what I've heard from people in and around the city, it seems to be one that's already done. 
yeah. and they just wait to announce it. So I, I do believe this one is going to happen in the in the coming days, Sonny Hilton. Do you think uh, that's going to so be tomorrow's what, one there? <laughs> I could, I'd imagine that they'll do it tomorrow or the day uh, after just right before the kit launch to try and get like him holding up the shirt, stuff like that. Uh, that's what that's what I'd imagine they'll probably try and do. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, it, there isn't that much information to go off him apart from his stats in the um, Premier League 2 in which he's done quite well. So yeah. it, it's one of them ones that could, he could come in and be a Callum O'Hare or he could come in and be a Conor Malley. You know, he could go either way. Fair, fair, fair. Well, have you, have you, have you uh, obviously, like you said, there's no Wikipedia page on him, but no. <laughs> has, there been, has there been any other transfer rumours that you've heard that have maybe piqued your interest at all? Um, no, I mean, I keep seeing these kind of like rumours thing. Um, Nicky Adams has turned down a contract at Oldham. Uh, we, we keep getting linked with former players um, and... As we've already said, it's a position that we've already we've already got players in, um, but it, other than that, I, I don't really kind of like see many credible rumours. Um, although obviously, like, there's been quite a lot of talk about Sonny Hilton, which uh, we've already covered, but there seems to be a yeah, just just an overall kind of like lack of rumours, which is un- un- unusual. I mean, it's it, it's not unusual for us to still be kind of like holding our horses at this stage in the pre-season. No, we haven't made we haven't made a lot of signings. I did mention this to, to Matty Robson and I was kind of like just hoping to sort of like ease a lot of Carly United yeah. fans' worries about making a lot of signings. But I have recently had a little look up and down the league and tried to have a look like who's been signing who and who's been really busy in the transfer market. And I'm like, yeah. I did kind of want to cover this a little bit. Um, so obviously you guys would have heard uh, your own kind. Somebody that's very busy at the early stages of the transfer market is, is Bradford City. You know, they've got they've got a top manager in Mark Hughes, uh, somebody that comes with a lot of experience. And, um, you know, they've, they've been very busy uh, in terms of ins and outs over there at, at Bradford City. I mean... Mm. Do you expect them to do quite well next season? Did they? Did they? Are they looking like an impressive side to you? I feel like that signing a Jack Young with a three-year deal really shows a, a bit of intent. You know, he's a young player as well, and he's only going to improve under. Uh, well, you'd assume he's only going to improve under such a good manager as Mark Hughes. They, I mean, you know, we ex- we expected them to do well last season, and we looked at their squad and thought they had a good squad. So it's entirely possible that they mess it up again. But you mentioned Mark Hughes and he's, um, he, he, you know, the, they have got a manager now that you think he's not going to mess it up in the same way that previous managers have when they've been fancied and they've assembled a big squad and then just completely flopped. Um, but you'd, ex- you'd certainly expect them to be kind of like out of the traps early in um in a sort of like a transfer window because compared to other clubs down in, they're just a bigger club with more money and a bigger draw. And I like some of the clubs are even richer, but you know, it's, it's easier for them to go out and get the players they want. Whereas, you know, chances are we've probably been knocked back a two or three times by now. And if we could just go out and sign the players we wanted, then we might have already signed several by this point. And I'm not saying it's easy for Bradford, but you know they they, they do have a few more advantages. 
Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, playing at the size of the stadium that they've got with the manager that they've got with with assumably probably pretty good facilities that they've got over there. Yeah. They've been in the central area, closer to London. Uh, the perfect sort of like between the north and the south for certain <laughs> players. Um, Don't let anyone you know, from Bradford hear you mention closer to London is like a plus point of Bradford. <laughs> Come to Bradford, it's close to London. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a lot of players would be expected to live in Bradford anyway. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would want to. Well, you can, I mean, you, you can commute there from Leeds, Manchester, Sheffield, and stuff. So, like, yeah. all these it's quite places, a rich catchment area, yeah. Yeah, all these places that um, kind of like almost anywhere apart from the likes of Carlisle, Barra, you know, stuff like that, maybe like Exeter and Plymouth, but they're quite sort of like trendy places in and of themselves but you know most of these places you can get to like most of the big cities in the UK with within an easy cute uh, commute and then you've got odds where it's like an hour's drive to Newcastle but like for most other people you know it you, you know you kind of have to sort out digs in Carlisle for players and stuff like that that maybe they don't have to do in Bradford yeah yeah yeah, I mean, like, obviously, we've had a couple of uh, lads that have been signed up by a couple of our league rivals yeah. uh, recently as well. So, um, Crew Alexander have been quite uh, busy, but they've also let a lot of players go. Obviously, they let Wills Yaskalainen go, uh, somebody that you've mentioned quite a lot, Liam, but they've also <laughs> signed Kelvin Meller. Um, uh, what are they? What? What? what what's? What's? What's Crew Alexander all about? You know, like they're, they're a team that have a great, rich history. They they've had a history of having a really good youth system, pushing through players. I mean, are you expecting anything from them this season? The recruitment's not really, you know, impressing me. <laughs> they're just such a weird club, aren't they, Crew? I, I haven't I haven't a clue who they're going to sign next. Dude, like Kelvin Meller. I, what is that? And you, and you know for a fact, it sounds really weird, but he's going to go there and be like one of the best right backs in League Two now just because because it's strange and that's what Crew do. But I, honestly, Crew could finish anywhere from the bottom of the league to the top. I just haven't a clue what's going to happen with that club next yeah. season. I mean, Kelvin Mello was born in Crew um, and came through their youth system, started his career at Crew. So it's maybe a bit of a a going back home thing for him and you know maybe he's kind of like you know maybe they didn't have to make him that great an offer to just say like hey come play for us we'll make you an offer <laughs> transition into those, coaching yeah, <laughs> yeah. Poetic, a poetic way to sort of like you know you know sort of like end your uh, at least professional career uh, for yeah. what I've learned a lot recently talking to a lot of these ex-pros is that like they call a day on their professional career or at a certain point but they will carry on to play semi-professionally but they don't consider it to be you know yeah. anywhere near the same kind of thing to them it doesn't mean the same yeah uh, I mean he's only know, 31 so we're not quite at that stage yet <laughs> but you know he's, he's, he's going back to his hometown club um so you know there's pro you know and once in his 30s there is probably kind of like a sense of you know um let's you know let's go back to the hometown club yeah i mean somebody else see how my career there yeah, somebody else that's moved to a league rival is is, is Joe Riley. He's gone to Walsall. Um, 
obviously we wanted to keep him. He wasn't one of the players yeah. that wasn't offered a new contract. And uh, I mean, you guys have both said that that position isn't necessarily a position on the pitch that we need to be looking at replacing. But we have lost Joe Riley, so it yeah. is obviously some. You know, we do need a central midfielder to be brought in. Yeah, um, I mean, Riley's not. You know, Riley's a bit more central than the out and out wingers. Yeah, yeah, but you know he's got yeah. that right hand side quality to him as well, and and we just don't know what Simo's going to be doing next year, do we? We don't know what kind of formation to expect, so um, it does make the recruitment all the more um, exciting going forward. If we're going to be bringing in wingers, then we know what to expect maybe for next season. If we're not bringing in wingers and we're bringing in more central players and and more strikers, then you know we'll have a bit more of a hint of what we're really looking at coming into next season. But at the end of the day, lads, all I'm trying to really say is that we haven't really had more or less transfers than anybody else in the league. There's only a couple oh. of standout candidates that have. And once again, I'm just trying to relieve a bit of pressure <laughs> and relieve a bit of stress on Carlisle United fans who are worried that maybe yeah. we haven't signed enough players yet. But somebody that we have signed, I mean, we signed two players. I think we've already talked about Owen Moxley, but we don't think we've had the collective opportunity to talk about Thomas Holy, um, a large goalkeeper. When I spoke to Matty Robson, he said the picture of Thomas's signing looked like Greg Abbott was standing in a hole. Um, <laughs> funny stuff, you know, funny stuff. Good yeah. crack, go back and listen to that episode. It's good stuff, man. It is good stuff. Um, and this is also good stuff, mate. Um, on paper... He's been in the English League for now, since 2017, when he first signed for Gillingham. Then he signed for Ipswich in 2019. Has since been on numerous loan spells after falling out of favour with management. Um, I'm a fan of big goalkeepers. You both know I am. Yeah. Uh, Czech Republic, up until the age of under-18s, doesn't necessarily impress me. But um, training at Sparta Prague, I feel like, you know, being the best team in your country, even if it is the Czech Republic, it's still going to be a pretty good training to have. And um, I'm looking forward to it, mate. I'm looking forward to seeing what you can do. Simo's obviously backing him for one reason or the other. Wills, we'll go to you on this one, mate. Your opinion on Thomas Holy? Um, I'm looking forward to see what a giant goalie can do. It's it's kind of and you know it's it's a novelty for us to have one of those eye catching players. Hopefully, it turns out to be good. But you know, it's not just about it's not just about having the tallest player in 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 English professional football. <laughs> like it's like that's it. That's that's our transfer business done with with Medemarke signing. He's a record holder, but um, <laughs> you know, uh, he he has problems according to Port Vale fans where he was on loan last season. Like there are a fair few weaknesses in his game, but that's just according to one set of fans who've seen him. You know, when he was on loan with them. Um, he's, he's got decent reviews from uh, from other fans of clubs that he's played. Um, as you'd expect for a man of his height, one of his weaknesses is getting down to stop low shots. Uses his legs, man. Apparently, he doesn't. So <laughs> I, I, can't, I, I don't know. Well, maybe he does, but I guess if you can't, you know, I guess tall tall goalkeepers will be worse than. Shorter goalkeepers. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah. It's harder for them to get down. It will <laughs> be harder for him to get down. Just use the legs for everything. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah you know, it will be harder for him to get down. But I mean, you know, he doesn't he's... jump very high. <laughs> oh, why would he? 
<laughs> he doesn't need to. According, according yeah. to the Paul Vale fans, he's shorter when he jumps. <laughs> Why would he jump? Why would he have to jump? <laughs> he's a goalkeeper that's six foot eight. Why would he have to jump? That's mental. That's, a, that's six a, nine. That's, six nine. Yeah. Well, there you go. Six nine. Why would he have to jump? He's got, he can raise his arms in the air. He's allowed to catch the ball. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> That's weird. That's just weird. But yeah, you know, it, it, we've only got two signings and, and I'm happy with both of them, man. Obviously looking forward to seeing what Owen Moxley can do being a hometown signing. But we have discussed that, so we will yeah. move on. And gentlemen, the next thing we'll move on to is Cup news. Uh, the fixture for the Cabro Cup next round will be announced tomorrow on Thursday. By the time this episode is released, it's Wednesday. So therefore, tomorrow is Thursday. And there we go. So people will probably know by the time they're listening to this who we're facing in the Cabro Cup first round. But the opponents, well, at least two of the opponents for the Papa John's Trophy have also been announced. We don't normally give that a lot of coverage. Fleetwood Town and Barrow, though. So it gives us an extra couple of Cumbrian derbies. So I I don't know. I might go. I don't know. I might go. I might go. I might go. I don't know. What do you lads think about that one? You know, does that make it any more enticing for you having the Cumbrian derby? I feel like I went to Will's last time. Liam, no. it's your turn, mate. Go on. Absolutely not. No. Nah. Yeah, I'm with, nah. I'm with Liam, not in the slightest. <laughs> no, no, but the next thing I wanted to ask is both. Actually, the next thing I wanted to ask is both. The next thing I wanted to ask is both. Sick of Fleetwood. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Fleetwood every yeah, year now, isn't it? We haven't even yeah, been yeah. in the same league as them. We yeah. seem to play them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> It is Fleetwood every year, you're right. That's why I don't really want to dwell on Fleetwood. But well said, well said, well said, well said. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, lads, you know, this is a tournament that we have won in the past. And don't get me wrong, if we went to the final, you began you began to Wembley, wouldn't you? It's like, come on, you began to Wembley. Like, it, 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 there's memories, right? Like, surely you have memories of, of Wembley finals, Millennium Cup finals, whatever it is, you know, the Shield, a cup, whatever your memory is. Like, come on, it's not all bad news, is it? Like, surely we can fall back in love with this cup, can't we? Can't we? I feel like the competition we won isn't the same as the competition now because I feel like this competition died the moment they decided to put Premier League under 23 teams in it. That's when it lost all this credibility for me. It's like, I I don't consider it the same competition as back then. You know, the, the, the old EFL trophy doesn't exist for me anymore. That is completely a detached entity to what the Papa John's and it's even got who calls a competition the Papa John's trophy if you want to take it seriously why are you never after pizza yeah. you know like give it's, it a it's proper name like Carabao like, so much LDV vans <laughs> yeah good point actually I mean like the fact Eon. that it could potentially be won by like you know like Norwich City B team or something like our under 21s could potentially win it and um I mean, if we did get to the final, it would put me in a difficult position because I do love the idea of a Wembley final with Carlisle, but I hate this trophy. Yeah, but at least you'll consider it. At least you'll consider it. it. I mean, like me personally, like it's got such good memories for me. And but you both make really good points. Like you do. Like it is. It is not the same. Like ever since they introduced those under twenty three teams into it, those B teams into it, whatever you want to call them, it's not the same. And the way that they can kind of be snooty as well and elect not to play in it, it's kind of like, well, no, none of you get to play in it. Then stop fucking ruining it. Then, but (laughs) you know, I, I. yeah, I don't know how those lines get drawn. I don't know why they're not already announced what 
group that they're in and stuff like that. I don't understand why that's not a thing. I don't understand why that. Do you know what no. I mean, lads? I don't. Understand and then when they do get, different... yeah, and then when they do get drawn, then the um, fixtures then get moved around to suit them. So if you get one and they're playing in Europe, then they can say, "Oh, well, we don't want to do it that week." So suddenly your game is two weeks. You know, a two-week yeah. gap between your game and the rest of the games. Yeah, they get all yeah. kinds of weird things, and sometimes it actually messes with your schedule because some because you know we've got to put our first team in it, so you know we don't really want them to just be able to stick a midweek game in at the convenience of whichever Premier League team we're playing because it might not be at our convenience and it's not even like players that we don't care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they should I mean... do with this competition is. Take the Premier League clubs out of it. Yeah. Hand it to the National League as well. I draw them teams into it. And then, you know, just for a laugh, give it a Europa Conference League spot to the winner. <laughs> 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 it's a new that's exclusive European teams from only the sort of like last bottom mm. two divisions or something. Can't wait to see Weymouth in the Europa Conference League. <laughs> 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 versus Roma or something. Beat him before. <laughs> we have, don't think Weymouth have. No, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me. Well, the Car- Carabao Cup gets announced on Thursday. Something else that gets announced on Thursday is the kit release, gentlemen. And uh, something I was interested in is. What colour would you like the Awake to be this season? A bit of a kooky question. Because um, <laughs> I need the content. Um, yeah, yeah Wills, <laughs> what colour What colour would you like the Awake to be this season? What do you think it's time for? We had, we've had black last season. What do you think it's time for this season? I think it's time to give the deck chair a run out. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Is it? I feel like th- th- there'll be a lot of people with that rallying cry, but there's a lot of people that rallying cry every bloody year. Um, is there a way that you can do a new twist on it? Is there a way that you can two-tone yeah. it? I've seen some nice pictures. I, I don't think the club owns the copyright to that anymore. Like I read somewhere that even if they wanted to do the je- deck check kit, they couldn't because we don't own the rights to it. They couldn't like prom- maybe copy it exactly the way mm. whoever, whichever kit designer originally did it, did it. But I don't think you can own the copyright to the concept of a green, red, and white striped. Yeah, fair, fair. Otherwise, like, not Notts Forest would have just done everyone in the, like all those teams. <laughs> Manu copyright claim, Arsenal copyright claim. You know, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, sorry. I mean, yeah. I mean uh, Liam, what colour would you like to see next season? I'm just looking around to see see what colours inspire us. Um, I I quite like I quite like just green. I'm wearing I'm wearing it now. Yeah, really? Yeah, the old, yeah, the old, I like so, the yeah, green top. People that, yeah. people that yeah. can't see, obviously, you are wearing green. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could kind of do a a, tw- a twist on the deck chair, but you know, a different kind of design, one yeah. that's a little bit more heavy on the green, perhaps. But we're forgetting as well. It's a rare. So we're going to get some bog standard, you know, god awful kit that's just got the badge printed on the front of it. You know, when I wouldn't expect anything too much oh, in from terms Maria. of away kits. Yeah. yeah they're not, I, I, as far as kit sponsors go, I'd probably put Araya down at the bottom. 
Yeah. Umbro, something would be at the top with uh, oh, no, Umbro. No. And Feeler. Feel, feeler I would have at the top. I like their I think kits. My um, top would be Lecoq Sportif. Yes. Yeah, they right. did the toothpaste kit. That's really good quality as well. It really I is. I put Umbro mm. at the bottom. I hated the Umbro kits and I hated the quality oh. of them. I didn't hate they're, them, but they're the worst kits I thought. There was, oh, yeah. those, there was, you know, there's transitions, isn't the door? Like, a, a, yeah. and obviously in football shirts, they make a lot of different materials over the years, and sometimes yeah. it works, and sometimes they can hold the letter in better. I mean, the array of lettering falls out. The Umbro kits had the tiny great. dots in them. The Umbro no. dits had the tiny yeah. breathe yeah. dots in them. Didn't yeah. I remember kit having them in them, and so like it didn't hold, it didn't hold the sponsor very no, well, and, you know. Yeah, so you've got to look after a lot of these. No. These days as well, I heard a lot of Carlisle fans with the last uh, Carlisle kit, one wash and the badge fell off. I heard a lot of horror yeah. stories about Carlisle kits uh, yeah. this year as well. Um, so hopefully it'll be, you know, hopefully a little bit better quality. But yeah. I thought the Umbro uh, kits were fairly kind of dull as well, though, at the time. Like, Araya did the, the kit that we had that was kind of like red and white stripes. Well, yeah. you know, blue with blue with little red and white stripes in it. I've actually got framed in my living room because it's the first Carlisle kit I ever owned. And that mm. was an array of kit. So, um, but that was a while ago, so they're not the same company now. They, I mean, in terms of home kits, I don't think we're not because they did do us our kind of vintage kit style last season, even though not everyone maybe wants that. But it kind of shows that they, you know, that they will kind of, do a bespoke a bespoke design to suit some of their teams there's a good so contrast there's a good contrast last year between the home shirt and the away shirt you could see that the away shirt had definitely been aimed towards like the younger crowd perhaps and then everyone knows black shirts sell everybody knows that like it's a rule that's why everybody's third kit is a black kit because it sells yeah <laughs> it's not so rules. much the it's not so much the design that's my problem with them. It's the fact that the badge isn't like embroidered on like what um, all the other ones were with Feeler yeah. and Umbro. And I, I hate the fact that it's just stuck on. Yeah. That really, really bothers me. Like I thought last season's best top was probably the, the short sleeved red, red keeper top. Like that is a re- like a cool shirt. Yeah. But the yeah, fact that the badge is just like, like the badge is just stuck on. It's like the one I've got on now, it's a Feeler one from, a few years yeah. ago the badge it, you can feel the badge it feels yeah. real whereas these ones they, they just feel plastic and that's what yeah. that, that's what's my problem with them the badge the thing i didn't like about the feeler kits is that massive f on the shoulder you can see it. Well, give us and like on mine <laughs> but like yours is trying to held together like <laughs> like mine is that bit that big F there because the oh, kind of like full of holes <laughs> yeah one on each shoulder as well <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, I really love the Lux, uh, the Cox Sport Eve shirt, but like me, my, I think it's time for another red kit. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's time for another mm-hmm. red kit with a black stripe. Yeah. I don't know, uh, but uh, yeah, I feel like it's time for another red kit. I feel like it's it's pretty easy to do, and 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 yeah, yeah, time for another red kit for me. As far as the home shirt is concerned, gentlemen, we know what color it's gonna be, but. Do you want a throwback? Do you want something new? Do you want something plain? Do you want something blue? Well, you're getting something blue, but it rhymed. I went for it. Sorry. Um, 
Yeah, what are you expecting out of the home shirt? Are you expecting something sleek, simple and cool? Are you expecting something, a throwback? What do you expect, Wills? I want to see lots of white and red design on it because that's just kind of my personal preference. It's like I'm not as big a fan of the really simple sort of like classic kits that I think are probably get they're probably more popular and probably in the minority um especially when i say like fans of other clubs as their kids come out people are kind of like really like the this one's kind of look really simple and classic i like i mean like i mentioned the cock spot if before they did the toothpaste kit where you have the like swoosh of red and white um i don't want to see something necessarily the same as a design that we've had before because you can you know, it's all right to bring the white panel one like we did last season every now and again and be like, this is a bit special to us, but or the deck chair, but you don't want to kind of like just be constantly churning out rehashes of, of new, of old kits. But I'd like to see something a bit more bold, like what we used to have. With, you know, it's, you know, quite a lot of white, um, a decent amount of red trim. Yeah, I'd yeah, agree with that. A bit, of, yeah. a bit of detail. You happy with that, Liam? You happy with that? Yeah, well, I, yeah, that sounds pretty cool, Wills. That does sound yeah. pretty cool. Um, lads, we'll move on to the next little feature that we've got, and it's the Where Are They Now segment of the show. Obviously, at this time of the year, players get released. And at this time last year, a number of Carlisle United players were released. And gentlemen, it's time to go head-to-head as you swap names on the Carlisle United release list from last year. I'm not only looking for first-team players, gentlemen, I'm also looking for the youth lads that were replaced, and I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me where they are now. Um, Wills, you have to bow down to the pressures of youth, and Liam Denwood will go first. <laughs> name in the first name on Carlisle United's release list from last year, mate. Um, knock yourself out. Last year is in like the ones that have just been released now? No, last year. Like last year. Oh, like last a year ago oh, today. Yeah. Okay. Um, the players that oh, left no. last year. I'm trying to get <laughs> all the transfer <laughs> yeah, outs. All See, the transfer yeah. outs. Let's go for all the transfer outs last year. I'm getting it mixed up with that in the season before because Harry McCurdy was the season before, wasn't it? So that was um, the season before. Yeah, because yeah, so, he went to Port Vale first. Yeah, yeah, good shot. Oh god, I can't. Do you know what? I actually, I don't even think I can name one. Um, give me a moment to think. Um, um right. Oh, so this is the season. Right, it's Chris Beach is the manager. Yeah. So. It's Chris Beach's second season. It's the season that we kind yeah. of like started off well and then just we, kind of like... players that we offered new contracts to, but they turned it yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, the whole transfer out list. The whole transfer right. out list. Because I know the first one was Amari Patrick, wasn't he? Because he just came straight back half yeah, a season. Amari later, Patrick, that's, that's, that's one for Liam. You've got Amari Patrick off. Go on, Wills, give us a name. Okay, uh, Jack Iredale. Oh, that was oh hang on. Yeah. yeah. A season before. Yeah, going a yeah. season back. Nah, go on. Back over to Liam. Back over to Liam. Go on. Oh, mate. Don't, um, are we counting loan players that left? No. Okay. Because I was going to say Josh Coyote, but he won't count, really. <laughs> um, who was the keeper that season? Um, Adam Collin. Nah, man. He was here the season before. 
that was the season before. Was <sighs> the, 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 the Paul Farman. Farman and Wills I've is given on the board. I've <laughs> given that one. <laughs> he went on, to Barrow and he's still a Barrow. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, I've given that. You've got uh, a for Barrow as well, Wills. Oh, was, do we get do we get an extra point for that? If you know where they went, yeah. If you know oh, can I have went. my can I have an extra point for Bert and Albion then for, <laughs> for Patrick? <laughs> oh, it's where they are now, it's isn't it? it? Where they are now? Is it where they are now? Yeah, well, he did say that he's come back. Yeah, That's but it. I did. Yeah, yeah you did I say mean, he I came think... back. So I'll give you two points. I'll give you two points. But yeah, right, come on, right. another name, another name, another name. Oh Jesus! Um, oh, I've just kind of airbrushed that season from my memory. I think. I mean, like, I'm trying to think, like, you know, it's it's so well. Um, Well, since we are on good, I know because that was, uh, because I had someone and I forgot him. It was (laughs) somebody who played as a defender uh, and Left. Oh no! Hang on, Zanzala. He went to. Yeah, he's just signed to Newport. No, he has just signed to Newport today. Yeah, he's like Newport today. That's well, well played, mate. I thought that might caught a few people out, but yes, he has signed for Newport. Go, Liam. Have you got someone? Um, <laughs> how am I this poor at this? Um, I'm just oh, like, think like exactly Liam's a year ago, throwing something day. on us here, yeah? exactly a year ago <laughs> to the day. Who, who left us this season, basically? Like, you know, okay, I mean, who's, left um, who's left us? Do you know what? I could probably name you every season. single player that's left this season, but I can't name you a single one from the season yeah. before. So, like, in goal, so we've mentioned Paul Farman, the other yeah. key, then we had Magnus Matt, Norman as second Magnus choice Norman. that season, didn't we? And he's still yeah. here. Um, well, um, uh, well, well, not, well, sent, yeah, yeah, yeah. centre back because I was going to kind of like talk about uh, a name of centre back, but then it's kind of gone out of my mind. But there is somebody who made a big money transfer, obviously. Oh, oh um, there's two of them. Yeah. Well, Jared Brunfield. Yeah, Hayden then. Yeah, Hayden, Hayden. You're going the season before still, Liam, but yeah, Wills gets another one. I could name you all of them as well. Hallam Hope was the season before that as well, wasn't he? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's Yeah. Did we not lose both? We did Hayden. Yeah, I was going to say Hayden was alongside, and then my mind just goes... But there's someone, there's someone. There is someone, there is someone. Someone that was mentioned, someone that was mentioned on our transfer episode. Oh, Bennett, Bennett. Oh, Bennett, there one. we go. Liam's back in the game with Bennett. And he went to Markham and he's currently a free agent. That's fair dues. Yeah, yeah no, he's currently a free agent. Extra point for that. Now, there is oh, another okay. defender that also left us. Uh, George Tanner, but is that not George like... George Tanner, there we go. George that was actually Tanner. kind of like I, I wouldn't count that. Season, that's that's yeah. start of the season. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'll take that away. But there is another defender that was released... Why have I, I'm thinking of Gary Liddle and I can't get him out of my on mind. And side, it's definitely on the not other side, <laughs> That's like on the other side of the defensive line. Another player on the other side of the defensive line who was also. Oh, Anderton. 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 And he's at yeah, Bristol Rovers. Down and he's, and he's at Bristol Rovers. Bristol Rovers. Okay. Um, okay. So um, I feel like. That's pretty like much. Let me just field, check. That's pretty much all yeah, the first teamers. The, the, the mid, yeah. Oh, um, there was that kid who now plays for. I'm, not, I'm actually not going to say it just in case Will's nicks it off me. Um, 
<laughs> Kieran Kerr. Was that oh, that season before? Season ah, Carl City. Um, City, yeah. So, like, we had in midfield. Oh, ah, Dean Furman. Oh, I don't know what he's doing Dean now. Is he maybe Furman. like, has he retired? Has he gone back to South Africa? Has he gone to. He's playing in non league somewhere, I think. Non league. Yeah, he's at Altrincham. Altrincham. He's at Altrincham. <laughs> but, Will, you get one point for that, though, mate. You get one point for that, which does put you technically one point in the league. And you guys oh. really need to start remembering some younger players or perhaps a player. Are you hoping that we'd rattle it off? Recently, maybe, maybe we'll see if I get Sedwin some Scott. There Sedwin we Scott. go, boom. Who is who has just joined Not County today? Who has just joined Not County today? As Liam takes the lead by one point, and uh, <laughs> now we're really thinking of some obscure kind of youth players, some players that maybe didn't make a first team appearance. I'm trying. All right, to yeah, because I'm trying to. Dean Furman was the only senior player who wasn't offered a new contract. Well, other than kind of like the players, like the youth, the, the more youth team players, like Kedwin Scott, because yeah. I just remember that being unusual. But then, of course, like Patrick, Farn and Zanzala didn't. Um, so, yeah, we didn't really have a big release list that yeah. season. I'd be brilliant at this if it was the season before, because in my mind, yeah, I've got Matt Knight Percival, I've got Byron Webster, I've right. got yeah. all of them lot. Quiz, so, quiz next week, quiz. Uh, Keelan Leslie. <laughs> Is, is he like a, was he, is, uh, is is he someone still who still with us? Still, still about, about this season, yeah. Uh, was about, young young um no that was the season before Liam Brockbank. Season before, yeah. Who went to is it Lancaster now? Uh, um, ooh. A few seconds now, lads, before I start reeling them off for you. <laughs> I mean, I. They're obscure. This is They're really obscure. kind of this is really the really football manager kind of people. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, basically, me and Liam just be like, "Oh, well, I can't remember." Yeah, so we're, 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 you know, we're looking at lads like like a lad called Jamie Armstrong, uh, a youngster who was yeah. Birch. New Can year. I have Birch? Is Birch um, Charlie, Charlie Birch? Birch. Where's yeah. he at now? Charlie Birch is at working Reds as of this summer, I think. Uh... No, no, is it Annan? Is it Annan? Is it Annan? It says Penrith here after being at <laughs> he's, he's, he's at Annan on Football Manager. Liam Lightfoot. Season, so. <laughs> Apparently he's just joined Penrith. Liam Lightfoot is also one. Oh, goody hell, you guys are just <laughs> going blow the blow right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is, it is still one point. It is still one point to Liam, technically. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's, yeah, there's literally... Nah. There's one more name. One more name. He's also called Charlie. Charlie Barnes. Charlie, oh, yeah. Charlie Barnes at Annan. Charlie Barnes at Annan. But that was it, lads. That was a bit of fun, wasn't it? That gave yeah, me a good I 10 mean, minutes. I appreciate really, that. <laughs> you picked a really difficult year to like do that with. Yeah, yeah last like, year. Yeah, the most yeah. recent of years. Yeah, no, have you know, like I was saying about Dean Furman being the only senior player that actually got released. Yeah. Yeah, it it's also the one. season that we one. weren't at the stadium for, so we we didn't have yeah. that kind of like bond with some of these players like, as we do with yeah, like the current squad. Yeah, well so. said. Well Chris said. Beach tried to he basically tried to keep the entire squad together. Yeah, and it didn't quite work out the next season, did it? <laughs> no, it didn't, didn't work keep out them the next season. It's because Farman and Zanzala left. <laughs> of course, that's the only, only explanation. <laughs> 
well, yeah, look how well it's worked out for Zanzala and, and uh, God knows what Farman's going to end up doing with himself. But lads, some of some of the weird sort of transfer news that's happened is Jay Spearing is probably going to be signing for Liverpool and be yeah. playing for the um, Liverpool B team or under-23s team, however that works out, which means, you know, he might end up playing against Carlisle next season in that fucking Papa John's trophy. That was just <laughs> a little joke. Um is it going to be a joke of the week next week? Jace Spearing's going to play against us in the Papa John's. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird, wouldn't it? It's just weird, isn't it? It's just all fucking weird. Yeah. It's just all really weird. Well, he's, he's a weird footballer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's a weird footballer. But lads, um, something I'm going to end the episode with today is uh, something that uh, I started doing a couple of weeks ago and then stopped doing it on this day. And on this day, Michael Knighton in 1993 had an open trial at Brunton Park for anybody and everybody to come and try out for the Carlisle United side. And he called it a recruitment drive. Um, gentlemen, if Carlisle United were holding an open trial tomorrow you'd be there wouldn't you you'd just be there you'd have to give it a go wouldn't you it would be embarrassing be I don't think I'd do great but you know give it a shot if it means you got to if it means you got to kick a football at Brunton Park you'd go wouldn't you yeah exactly That's. I don't think I'd have my future career plans in mind <laughs> but you know <laughs> it'd be nice to go to Will no. no. <laughs> be embarrassing. Embarrassing yourself. No. no, I'm 39 and overweight. I'm not going to. Be, <laughs> I'm not going. To, I'm not going to even go there for a laugh, knowing that it's just a laugh. <laughs> I'm, be like, I'm going to go there and have people. What the, what the fuck are you doing? Oh dear. You know if anyone so actually signed from that. Did they actually get anyone from that recruitment drive? It didn't say anything on that, but maybe we'll do. I'll do a bit of research on it, and maybe I'll tell you next week, lads. Maybe I'll tell you mm-hmm. next week, or maybe, maybe that'll be one of the questions on the quiz next yeah. week. I don't know what we're going to do next week. I don't know if there'll even be an episode with you two <laughs> next week. There might be an ex-pro interview on next week. We'll find out what happens next week. Next week, next all week, really. Left- next week, he'll have the guy who actually signed from that recruitment drive. Oh, <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> <good>. <laughs> It'll, it'll turn out it was Tony Cage or something. I've got, I've got one week to figure it out. That's how Tony Cage's career started. Michael Knighton's <laughs> recruitment drive at Brooklyn Park in 1993. Oh, man. What a gentleman Tony Craig is, by the way, and hopefully I will get to speak to him. And a recording one day. I've met him in the in the flesh, and what a fucking brilliant character he is to have a pint yeah. with. Um, one of our mutual friends has seen, oh, has seen Tony Cage recently. Like, right. he said... Um, he was just sitting there, sort of like having a drink or something, and like Tony Cage was staring at him. <laughs> and then, like, and then, like about five minutes later, Tony Cage came past again and was staring at him again. <laughs> so, like, I don't know if it, he must look chin. like a, must look like a former footballer <laughs> or something. Tony Cage, you know, maybe like Tony Cage walking past, thinking like. Is that Richie Foreign? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dear me. But, gentlemen, uh, thank yeah. you so much for joining me this week on the Blue Army podcast. It's been a late one. Uh, it's probably the latest episode I've done uh, recording on the Tuesday night. I'm going to edit through the night, and this episode will be out in the morning. I really appreciate both of your times. Yeah. 
Um, it's half 11 right now, so uh, absolutely thank you both <laughs> so much. Yep. Um, something I'm reintroducing this week, gentlemen, just before I say goodbye, is the loud and local segment of the podcast. One of our old musicians got in touch with me this week. I'm talking about a young man from Whitehaven called Nat Dempsey. The song ending the episode is called Run and Hide and is available on Spotify, iTunes and all good music formats. So, gentlemen... All that's left to do, really, for us, is to say bye for now. So bye for now. Bye for now. Bye. Checking yourself out next minute, you're checking out yourself. Calculus when it's hard to breathe. Kicking myself while making myself sleep. It's all over in a heartbeat. Waking up to wood and dust and a new found feeling. I'm a spouse, been like those gods you talked about. I saw one in my dream last night. It told me to go run and hide. Cause the world is are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.